Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Here, Fanula, your breathe. Just want a soft drink. <laughs> You're listening to Bandwagons. Welcome back, guys. Our best intro ever. Truly, like, we'll never, ever top that. No, we've been dropping the ball a good bit on those. Maybe we should just get our guests to do it every week. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be so much easier. I'm sure it'll come at a price, but we can discuss that later. First of all, we'd like to introduce our guest, who has delightfully turned up, so we're already on a winning track. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It is my greatest pleasure to introduce to you comedian, performer, viral star, soft drink enthusiast. I am. Mm. Tony Cantwell. Hey! Look at me. I started applauding myself. <laughs> You're very, dead right. Very quickly there. Thanks so much for having me. We're delighted. We're only mildly fangirling. No, like I, when you you slid into the DMs and I, I was like, oh my God, immediately screenshot sent to my boyfriend. And I was like, I think <laughs> I might leave you. have some kind of, leave you and also maybe have some kind of mild stroke. So. Uh, well, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy you've had me. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, and you are you are gas you are gas ladies and I'm delighted to be on I wanted to, wanted to talk to you I'm going to start crying <laughs> um, yeah no so we have you in we want you to talk about you and about stand up comedy brilliant as I told you Fanula uh, as a child of divorce I'm only happy <laughs> to talk about myself um, let's start there so how did you get into all this where are you from if, if people are listening and they're like I don't know who this guy is mm. why should they keep listening and not turn off <laughs> Wow. Um, um, well, so I, I'm a very lucky man. I'm a very lucky man who put some videos out and I got a bit of it got a bit of traction and it meant that I got to quit my job in sales and become a comedian full time. But people actually people think because of the soft drink video, which is probably the biggest thing that, you know, lads saying a bunch of silly names and asking them if they want a soft drink. Who knew? Who knew that would blow up? Um, but because of that and because of Klongos. People think that like I'm like from Clongos, the school, or, for, or like a, a Southsider in Dublin in general. Um, but no, I'm from Merino in, in North Dublin. Oh, yep, yeah. the North yep, Side. Yep. 
I, cl- I claim it even though I'm fully from Cork, but we love Marino. Are you living? Are you living in the north side? Finglas, baby. Yeah, I'm in Whitehall. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Viscount used to go there quite a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Viscount's decent spot. I haven't been there now in about eight hundred years, but. The yeah. airport takeaway as well. There's oh, a yeah. guy in there who has the most common. Whenever we ask if you want salt and vinegar, he goes, "You want salt and vinegar?" Every time, and it was really. And they love the pictures of like the Pope and Ferraris up everywhere, <laughs> and it's unreal. Like, I've never seen anyone in it. Really? No. No, but I know it's like iconic. But have I've, you every ordered time, from there? No, not in a long time. I got a battered sausage there about a year ago, and that was it. Closes closes too early. Yeah. It's not a good after hours shipper, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, right. so I'm from I'm from that, that neck of the woods from kind of, you know, Marina. Well, I lived in an estate. I lived in a, in a, in a Pashi estate on Griffith Avenue. Oh, lovely. So I can't really, my, my wife, who is a Southsider, is always slagging me saying that like I act like I had it real tough. Um, but like people called me hippie for having long hair. <laughs> so it's never easy. It's never easy. <laughs> it's never easy. Uh, but I lived in a very, I lived a very mollycoddled life on the north side. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's mad. I didn't realise you were in sales beforehand. That's mad. I wouldn't have picked that for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it was mad. And it was like proper sales. Like they used to play like in London. It was the first job that I was actually, I, I enjoyed and I felt, I felt like up until I was like 28, I was just, I, was, I got sacked from like five different jobs. Been I, there. Hey, <laughs> hey. Where'd, you, where'd you get sacked from? I got made redundant like twice in a row, so... That's that. That's the main. That's like we like you before she was twenty three. Like we like you, but oh, you just got sacked. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, just I, like I, bye. I was worked for Office, you know, Offspring, kind of like train, like the fancy trainers for Office shoes. Oh okay. yeah. And I was working there, and I was working in the stock room, and I was like late every day, like late every single day. And then they were like, okay, well. If you're late another day, we're gonna have to give you a warning. And I went through all, you know, you have the <laughs> yeah, yeah. verbal warning, the procedures, the written warning, and then the eventual talk to. So I had two out of three strikes, and they were like, "All right, we're late again." And I'm like, "Okay, right, you're gonna have to chat with, you know, so and so and so in a different office." And I was like, "Okay, great." And I went <laughs> in, like doe-eyed deer, still not expecting anything. And they're like, "Well, like, don't we have to let you go?" Like, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> How has this happened to me? <laughs> How late were you? Oh, I was late all the time. I was like late every day. Uh, I mean, I was late here. I was late yeah, ten, yeah. ten minutes late here. Seen a pattern. Yeah. You have to get credit though. I have to get credit. <laughs> every <laughs> day you need your credit. <laughs> yeah, I was re- I was late for school all the time, and I always had excuses. And I realised in school that if you if you made the excuse more personal, there was fewer follow up questions. Yeah. So it kind of got to a point. Then I was late, and then they would just be like, "Why are you late now?" And I was like. Penis, my penis, my penis is sore. <laughs> I was about to say, I'd just be like, diarrhea, diarrhea, yeah, 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 diarrhea. Yeah. Just, conversation <laughs> shut down. No, I cashed that one in. I cashed that one in early. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was sacked from a load of jobs and then I was in sales and it was like proper sales. Like it was, um, it, I was, it was just good, good timing for me because it was just this company that was a startup that had just gotten a load of money. And so everything looked like it was us doing it. But in reality, just the product was finally just selling itself. This kind of like, um, yeah kind of what's it called hr kind of software stuff so because i was there it looked like i had something to do with it when money was just kind of coming in and sales but it was a proper like um like they used to play like jordan belfort videos and no stuff way. like wolf of wall street and my manager at the time was all like you know he literally would quote jordan belfort and you know you know like hey, we're not fucking going we're not fucking leaving 
you know, and do all that stuff. And it was it was crazy. Oh. And what? you'd be like, I'd oh, really like to go home and have my dinner. Please. Please. Too intense. I'm a creative. So it's too intense for me right now. What about my art, guys? My, my art, yeah. My art. Oh, you should have seen my copy on those emails, though. A prose. What was, what was your signature, like, sign-off? Did you have one? Uh, no. Were you I, a sincerely guy? Were you a best regards? I'm, a, I'm an all the best kind all of All the best. And I poached that off another guy. I usually do <laughs> I usually do best and then I do F. I do B. Yeah. I, I don't have time to write my full name. Yeah. Who does? Oh, that's good, yeah. The Pro- Productivity Act. There yeah, you go. Yeah. There you go. I also, I dropped the whole, I've dropped, hope this email finds you well completely. But I think sometimes then my Grammarly sometimes lets me know, you know, the extension yeah. that corrects things. Sometimes it lets me know you're being a bit aggressive now in this email <laughs> and a little angry faces on the what? top. What? Yeah. But what if you don't want the email to find them well? I think that was like, do you know? Like yeah. Accounts payable or something. Oh, this yeah. email finds you well. Where's my fucking money? <laughs> so you kind of, it seems like you fail into the comedy thing then. Like how, is it literally just from the videos? Yeah, well, I was trying to do comedy in London for ages. Well, for like three years. And it was just, it's, it was just very, I found it very difficult to kind of uh, differentiate myself. Like um, I said, I even said this on my own, my own podcast last week. Someone asked, like, how, how bad did you have you bombed? And, like, I used to bomb, like, the first, like, the first, like, three gigs were just terrible. And I realized I didn't have anything planned for when I went up first. And you have to have something planned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, hey I'm Tony. Uh, I'm <laughs> Irish. Um, and I'm not in the IRA. But if you don't laugh, I will kill you. <laughs> and that was my... That was my opener for three, so like three gigs. And I was like, I just need to get that out of the way and then I'll get onto the real material. But I, I really didn't realize I'd lost, I'd lost, you know, the respect of the, of the audience. So I was trying that for ages and then I kind of given it up um, and just started putting. And it was that actually when I gave up and I was like, I'm just going to put out videos on the Instagram because if it's Instagram, it's only limited to 15 seconds at the time, the square videos, it'll disappear in someone's feed like really quick. It, there's n- there couldn't, the stakes couldn't be lower for it to fail or succeed. Yeah. And when that was the case, I allowed, allowed it to be weirder and just the things that I found funny that I would send to friends I started putting out. But if it had been, if I had been focused on it, I think I would have, you know, it's like that, um, it's like, what's it? Per- perfect is the enemy of good and stuff like that. When yeah. you don't put something out because you just think that's not, I, that's not the best representation of me. I, you know, I was like this bedroom Mozart in my head where I had this, these ideas and I just couldn't get them out. So when the stakes were low, when it was just like, this is just a barely a fucking draft. This is even, you know, like even the soft drink video was like a first draft of a larger video. It was like, I'm going to have this like chest mounted camera and I'm going to have all my friends over. It's going to be like a gaff party and I'm going to go in and it's going to be like 50,000 names and I'm just going to. And then I was like, just seeing if I could do it without laughing. For as long as I could, and then I was like, "That's just there's something in that." And just like, put the, put that one out, you know. But that's why that video is so funny, is because you can see you break towards yeah, the end, and yeah. it's just like, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, you're being so ridiculous. Yeah. But it's just you and a filter, and just I feel like everyone's had those conversations or done those impressions themselves, where it's like, do you know, like even with that video that went viral uh, late last year of the greatest horseplay of all time, yeah. you know, oh my god, yes. everyone was riffing off that. Like, do you know, yeah. people just l- hate Southsiders. Like, and it's <laughs> honestly, like, so good. Yeah. Um, did you find that kind of frustrating though at the same time because as you said you were like trying really hard on the live circuit and then you've kind of a video that do you know like you mm. said like stakes are low whatever 
for something to blow up like that where you just kind of like oh or is it just you seem to be pretty positive about it now because oh, we yeah. kind of when we were even talking about the intro we were like do you hate this are you do you, do no. you hate us for asking about plume but you seem to just love it like no which i love is, it like i mean yeah. well it's it's probably going to it'll i'll either be i'll either be the plume guy it'll, it'll either be do you remember the plume guy or, <laughs> or, you know, like I can visualize myself just in a bar, you know, like years from now, like, you know, Logan, like the old kind of like Hugh Jackman and someone would be like, Smoke a cigarette yeah. being like, Plune, haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> yeah. like, or someone just like leaves a Coke at the thing, be like, hey, hey, for you. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, do, I don't do that shit anymore. Oh my God, I'm you know? Shrek and it's like, do the roar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be like, do the balloon. So I either, I'm either that. Uh, or it's just, or it's just part of uh, one of the things, you know, like you never know what's going to take off. Like I was talking about this on my podcast today, like that I have this video where I went to Liverpool just as this like trip. And I was like a vlog that Coca-Cola had done this kind of, you know, hashtag gifted thing. Uh, and I went oh, to, actually, it was very funny. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was, but like, I didn't, it was, you know, mediocrely quote unquote successful on Instagram, but it was just like, I wanted to just try to do a vlog. But on Facebook, that's my second biggest video just for, so you never know what yeah. is something, but I, I see why, because it's all these comments underneath being like, this idiot is not a real fan and all this, <laughs> like just people like lay, lay it into me. But you never know what's going to take off. You just have to just keep putting, putting stuff out. And then because the people, I, I heard this thing, which was like, you don't want to, you don't want to have like a hundred thousand casual fans you want to have like a thousand you know hardcore fans yeah. who really really like the thing that you that you do so i feel like i probably get to that at least enough you know for even small things i don't get the full kind of range you know which i'm which i'm happy with so no i don't find it frustrating like it's I'm, I'm, it's amazing like it's and it's not like someone be it's not like i'm kinga from big brother or something like that where iconic <laughs> where people just be like hey you know remember remember what you did <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like hey you know plume like they must have laughed when they first heard Plune they must have laughed so they're telling me that essentially yeah, yeah. it is a compliment I suppose yeah it is so. do you ever get abuse do you know you're just saying about people being like yeah. this wanker but like <laughs> are, people are mostly nice I'd say what they are one guy came over to me and he was like here do you know where I can find a soft drink where I can get one and I was like ha uh, like the shop <laughs> like doing a bit of improv you know? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he was shit at improv. <laughs> he didn't yes on me at all. And he was just like, no, like, where can I get? And really intense, where can I get a soft drink? And I'm like, haha, like maybe McDonald's. And he's like, no, seriously. And his mate, and his mate was like, leave it, man. <laughs> and I just kind of like walked off and he was still staring at me like when I walked away. So I think that was, I don't think that was bad. I think you just think shit improv, you know, it's some of the worst things in the world. You it's must have a fairly thick skin though from all those stand up gigs. Um, but yeah, like, but or do you uh, need one? It's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you definitely do. But it has to be like, it, it has to be your responsibility, which is if that didn't go well, the reason is that I rushed it. The reason is that uh, I didn't do enough to build the connection up top. So that's more like I just need to do something different the next yeah, time yeah. and get up and do it a different time. So it's more so, you know, they're not saying... They're not saying I hate you. <laughs> they're just try like, harder. They're just like I didn't connect. That yeah, connects, yeah. you know, in some capacity, you know. Um, that actually brings me to Ru Rudy Kinsla. I really hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Rudy. If you're listening, Rudy. Um, for Joe.e, when he reviewed one mm. of your last shows at the Sugar Club, he said it's because the reason why your comedy is so good and why it resonates with so many is because you get Irish people <laughs> and you get that humor and you encapsulate it so well. Why do you think that is? Do you agree with that statement? Um, I, I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, 
you know, people like people like, you know, Kevin McGahern from like Cavan or Justine Stafford, you know, like they, 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 I feel like they're, they're going to have a much, I feel like they actually, they, like, I don't know Midlands Ireland very well. And I don't, but they're like, the culture representation. It. You can be yeah. there. I can be the dub. The pale representation. I, I do think there's aspects of like, you know, I do think some of the videos maybe, you know, cast are kind of like a little microscope on a much bigger life that I'm not fully revealing yet or fully delving into like who who, who they are, which is why I kind of start with like catchphrases. Like I start with, you know, wasn't what he said, it was just the way, you know, like <laughs> I had that when I saw the filter and everything built out from me saying that one thing, you know, a catchphrase built over that or the... Or the soft drink thing, which genuinely came from a pal of mine, first first Bosch lad I ever met from Dawkey, who was like, "Your man, look at all those cokes. We should just we just steal those soft drinks, will we? Like we just rob those soft drinks." And I was like, "What the fuck did you just say? What word <laughs> did you use to describe that coke?" Um, so that's kind of like I feel like it starts with a kind of weird kind of catchphrase, and then it kind of it's a, it's a much I feel like it's a much bigger world that I'm not really looking into, you know, because I can't. I'm not capable of making it. I don't think. Yeah. You know. um, on that subject, who is your ma's friend based on? Can you tell? <laughs> is it an amalgamation uh, of just all our ma's? It's an amalgamation of it's an the sweeter the sweeter side is like kind of like um, meeting you know some of my wife's family like the sweeter side who kind of just you know oh it was fabulous it was gorgeous you know that's 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 the sweeter side the other side who is just like you know. I, I would, you know, I wouldn't let my Stephen talk to me like that the way your family did. You know, that's genuinely from a from a mother, a mother of a pal of mine who was very pal with my mam. And when my parents divorced, she was kind of like felt like she maybe had to be like do some of the discipline around town. You know, like shouldn't let him speak to, shouldn't, shouldn't do things like that. You know, and then just the kind of faces and the absolute shock and the kind of wearing of the shawls. Is like um, and, and putting weird fucking flowers in my hair and just weird bits of sometimes just a bit of grass. Uh, like is, very Earth Mother vibes. Yeah, like. that's just kind of well, that's kind of like this wannabe kind of boho, uh, yeah, like Irish English teacher that I had in in school who just hated kids, <laughs> just fucking hated kids, and was just in a job she really didn't want to be in and just couldn't. Like so insulted like that was the whole she couldn't fathom how people how people could exist like she just didn't didn't get a grasp of people so it, it's kind of an amalgamation of those of those three more or less you know what the best gig you've ever done and the worst gig you've ever done um um the best gig i reckon the best gig i ever did or the most, the one I enjoyed the most was the first Sugar Club one that I did because I, I was there. Just, were you? Yeah, that was good. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, because I couldn't get a seat, but it was very good. Yeah, overpacked. I was standing along the aisle. I was, but it was <laughs> yeah. good. No, I've, I've capped, I've capped the, the seats on that for the next one, uh, and that's why I want to go back because it was such a, it, it was such a fun gig because I'd only done stand up back in Ireland a couple of times since been doing it again, and then people were like, "Here, do you want to put something on?" And I was like, "Do you know what?" goal setting I'm going to do something in March or April whenever it was and I'm going to do it and then I was just like kind of writing all these things like how would that work and blah 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 but then like I was just so nervous and I was so I was like I'm going to go out here and this is what this is the moment like I found out for being an absolute fraud you know it's like emperor's new clothes and they're just going to totally find me out here and it's literally like the first like two bits just fucking killed you know and then you remember that as well as them being 
fans of your stuff it's also you know they want to laugh like you just re you know just give they're on the edge just give them a gentle push as long as you don't fuck that up you know yeah. you're off with some good kind of momentum so that was incredible i just was blown i just couldn't i couldn't believe that was my life when i was just kind of like you know i've been able to have snapshots people yeah i'm enjoying that uh i had a pretty bad gig um well i had a really bad gig in Cherry Comedy in Whelan's there a while back. Um, I feel like I was at that one as well. Were you? <laughs> I Maybe. don't remember that being bad. No, it wasn't bad, but there was a woman down there. She wasn't a woman. She I know this, a, but I'll yeah, let you yeah. tell the story. This wasn't she wasn't here. a woman. She wasn't. She was not a girl, not yet a woman. Okay. Right. Um, and, well, she was just like a, a young one. And she was downstairs and she was screaming at the bartender. Uh saying Rockshaw's fucking shy <laughs> clearly he must have made the mistake of saying well you know she's like what do you want she's like wait, wait we have Rockshaw and then she, that was triggered she was triggered <laughs> she was know. like surprise uh, me yeah. she was like Rockshaw yeah. <laughs> I don't know and then she goes uh, here here do you like Rockshaw and I was like ah it's fine like you know go, goes down easy enough and she got really close to my face and she was like Roy, here, what's your name? I was like, Tony. I was like, are you at this gig? I was like, I'm actually performing. And she goes, Roy, well, I'm going to be up the front the whole time and I'm going to be fucking screaming at you. And she was true to her words. And she just derailed. She was just like, boring. This is shy. Ah, like for the whole the the whole gig. And I think at one point I was like, actually, she said as well beforehand, if you don't acknowledge me, I'm going to make your life hell. And I was like, right, well, you said... Hi, how are you doing, love? You said, I said, there you go. And we can get on with the gig. And she just didn't stop. And at one point, I think I was like, please. <laughs> I was like, please stop. Please yeah, stop. like, how do you deal with that? Like, I just can't even, f- why? That's I so don't deranged. Get hecklers, like, I really don't either. Like, yeah. it's. It, well, it, start, it starts off with people kind of, you have to turn people against the kind of the person, right? Yeah. But then it gets to a point where if you're not competent enough to kind of, completely sorted out I mean some people are just going to keep shouting and there's really not much you can do unless you outright embarrass them you know but once you're once they people realise you're not competent enough to do that they're kind of like actually do you know what I actually am disappointed in you now the comedian that you oh, can no. handle this yeah. a little bit better just whatever it is just it goes down to the kind of primal senses and I'm like hmm, you're not a you're not a, an alpha in this situation at <laughs> yeah. all and I can't respect you <laughs> Um, so that was pretty bad. Had a pretty bad with a bingo loco as well. Did fucking bingo loco. I'm not against bingo loco, but <laughs> it was just in the middle. It was like bingo loco. People... That's it. Because we've been at that before. Yeah. And like, we do enjoy bingo loco, but I can imagine a comedian would find it hard. How like you grab their attention? That's all balls to the wall yeah. in well, every sense of the word. Yeah. Like, you, I mean... I don't blame you for, I can imagine the crowd like. It was just kind of, it was loco fest and I don't even think people would say it was that bad, but it was just more so like the things that I would normally do where I kind of get close to the microphone and do kind of thing like that. You can't do and everything has to be kind of high energy and because of that, you're acting it and doing everything in a way you don't normally do it yeah. and it just looks so, just doesn't sit right with people and also you just have it's like playing in the background and stuff. But then I did a similar one at, at Electric Picnic after having done Edinburgh and kind of getting those reps in and doing gigs every single day. And then that, you know, Electric Picnic was much better. You just realise, I you just, I have to talk like this when I would have normally, you know. Projection. Yeah. Um, before... Like I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm shouting at the both of you now. I'm so sorry. You're I had with... a lot of coffees today. You're with, you're with friends. And two of the loudest friends yeah. ever possibly huh. had. was born two decibels louder than the average baby. Yeah, <laughs> fully. Um, before I ask you about Edinburgh, I do. You know, I, I the gig I was thinking of. You were playing it, but you might have missed this. It was a cherry comedy gig as well, mm. and there was a load of other people on. And it was the room was very hot, right? 
and there was a girl doing and I can't remember her name I'm really sorry there was a girl doing stand up for the first time I do you remember, remember this? That. yeah and she is about to go on stage and she kind of starts and the next thing we hear like this girl in the second row being like can we call an ambulance or something whatever about freaking the fuck yeah. out her boyfriend her male companion had passed out what? in the seat next to her so like the whole thing had to be kind of shut down for a minute and right? I think he just fell asleep was the thing but like the yeah. drama was unbelievable and I felt so sorry yeah. for that girl because imagine going up that it's She's so nerve wracking they paused it and I think someone else who'd done it before went on first okay. which is fair enough I think I think it was Richie Bree who was yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was emceeing so he came on and did a little bit and then mm. introduced her Richie's so good as well um, it was like, because nobody, like, I didn't laugh in those situations as well, because I was like, ah, and then it was also like, no, this person goes, this is not a skit. But it was just, no, like, yeah, because we were all like, ha, is this a bit? Yeah. And then it was like, no, like, your man is. No, he just fell asleep, so it's yeah, fine. He fell just, asleep, yeah, he had a long day. It was what a warm room. My yeah. wife actually ran over and was like, trying to, like, you know, resuscitate him, because your one was like, call an ambulance! And he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> was he really just a snow? He, he was just, just fully having a snooze. He was a bit like yeah. dribbly. I think, he was, I think maybe just, you know, sometimes you're just like, I'm about to fall asleep and I'm a bit of exhausted as well. I wonder, was it a date? Because then it would, it, it would explain like her That's happened to me. reaction. <laughs> Imagine you're on a date with someone. Deep. When did you fall asleep on a date? No, no, it wasn't me. Oh, oh, sorry, the other guy. We did talk about this. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. Um, hate that. So uh, I want to know who you looked up to on the comedy scene, Irish or otherwise. Um, who has the dream career for you right now? The dream career? Um, I tell you, I just think, I think the, like... I'm a, I'm a pal of uh, Owen Colgan, but I, and I think like yeah. the Viper, uh, it just uh, his. I would uh, die for the his, Viper. Yeah. He is just an auteur beyond all yeah. auteurs, you know. And he's also just like put stuff out whenever, he, whenever the fuck he wants, you know. But then also we'll just do streams where he's streaming in character for like three hours, you know. <laughs> I think him and he, he's the best, and he's the best comedy editor, and he finds the funny out of his uh, you just uh, and I can tell kind of by his videos I think he just kind of like rambles for ages and then cuts it all together and just kind of finds the funny finds the funniest in it and he's just I think he's just oh he's, he's just peak yeah. he's, he's the goat as far as as far as I'm concerned um, in terms um, I don't I don't really know I love Limmy as well Scottish, Scottish oh, comedian Limmy. oh I that was pretty Limmy. much the soundtrack to college like yeah. oh, like I, I've said this before like I, it's very seldom that as an adult I get like obsessive about about someone as an adult. Like I'm got obsessed about Kevin Smith films growing up, you know, uh, various like Smashing Pumpkins and bands and stuff like that. But like very seldom am I like 25 and I'm like, give me a hold of it. So Limmy is just, I think he's he's peak as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, there's 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 a lot of kind of um, I I love I love how uh, how Dara O'Brien is so so comfortable being just himself and mm. he doesn't really pander for, for for being anyone else yeah um when he does ha just in his performance and kind of you know he's just he's just an incredibly witty and just consistent consistent performer and also just he fucking hammers out vicar streets like it's no one's business and that's yeah. very impressive as well he's like the comedy christy moore yeah the two of them just live there like <laughs> yeah. just never stop uh, yeah um how do you find doing it as a career do you find it I just know for like most creatives mm -hmm. like once you start kind of doing it and there's kind of money involved do you find it hard to switch your brain off in terms of writing stuff or like doing mm -hmm. stuff that you think would be gas I find that sometimes where I'm just like I can't 
I don't have the brain capacity mm. for this to come home and and on the other hand then when you meet people do you feel a pressure to be like funny or do uh, you give a shit no not really like no I, I don't feel I don't feel that, the, the pressure and I feel like a lot of the time I feel like a lot of time when I get on podcasting be very I'm very serious and I talk about very serious things I think I am quite serious my math thing says I'm very serious um but and I do think that's kind of you know outlet in term in terms of doing it full time. It's more so just I fucking I don't like thinking about myself so much. Like I don't like yeah. It's it's very easy to be very self obsessed and then think what part of me is this? Because I want this I want the stuff I put out to be more part of me. But then I also want to kind of keep things private. Like I I don't really put anything out very personal on my Instagram. You know, um. So I find that's a bit like. I don't, know. I don't, I don't, I don't like thinking about myself so much. I have to kind of cut off at like seven thinking about anything like that or yeah. writing anything otherwise. But also there's the, you know, yourselves like, it's just the, okay, now where am I getting money now? <laughs> yeah. Just chasing checks. Just chasing checks. Uh, so that, and then also like some days it's like, you know, it could be, Hey, you know. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, we're doing this, you know, um, whatever, like, I've, I like, I've, you know, I've got to get a thing for a phone shop or whatever. Be like, hey, can you like just do some kind of thing, like a video and like the man's mate talking about fo- our phones and getting screens replaced? And then I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. And then like, you know, two weeks later, someone has come in. I'm like, I will do this phone thing. for <laughs> I will give you Plune. Please. I will give you the rights to soft drink to do that. <laughs> so it kind of does flip flop. But I don't really, I try and isolate. I don't like, I, you know, I've done the odd hashtag SP and I don't begrudge anyone for to do it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's healthy, yeah. you know, as long as people kind of have an awareness of it. And especially with kind of funny stuff, you know, you see like a hashtag SP and it's like, so this is not interesting and it's not funny and it's an ad. Yeah. Like someone could have. And also I find when people are putting stuff out naturally and then they see a hashtag SP, they're kind of like, I don't want to, I don't really want to put myself in this as fully as I normally do. So, and I get it, you know, once there's, I mean, if I text a load of comedians and friends today saying, I want to do a project tomorrow, they'd probably do it for free. But if I was getting paid, they'd be like, well, what's, you know, what's going on or where's the money split? And it does kind of create kind of issues and stuff like that. But, fucking best job there is like mm. you know so I love it talk to me about Edinburgh and mm. the Fringe Festival because I feel like that's kind of a rite of passage for comedians and I feel yeah. like if you're not in that world I don't think people understand how tough it is probably yeah like I did about I did like 55 shows in 
20, well, 24 days last August. So I was doing Dream Gun film reads, um, which I'm in as well, every single night, and then my own show. Um, and yeah, like my agents, you know, aviary, when they kind of suggest, like, they were like, when they were kind of courting, courting me, um, they were like, <laughs> they were like, well, would you want to do Edinburgh? And I was like, no, no, we, that's too much hard work. No, no, I'm just, I'll be a social influencer. That's fine. Um, and they were like, no, like you have, yeah, if you want to be a comedian, you know, you have to do Edinburgh. And they were dead right. Like, but it is, it is a money pit. It is, it is like, it is difficult. It also is kind of, it's just, you just have to do it. Like you just have to do it, but it's also incredibly gratifying. I came back and I had that, you know, electric picnic gig afterwards. And it was just like, and it was so like hundreds of people. And I'm like, I'm so in control here because I did a gig to like two people. And one of them was a kid, you know, <laughs> on like the second day, you know, and I died. I had this bit, I kept doing, fucking hell, I kept doing this bit and no one laughed. And I kept doing it. I was what like, was it? I kept saying, right, I like to get a bit of a gauge of the room here, right? Give us a cheer. Um, uh, any Irish? And people are like, yay. And I'm like, all right, now give us a cheer, all the Scots in the room. And they'd be like, yay. Now give us a cheer, all the Garys. <laughs> <laughs> and Scottish people, it's not funny, one. And then secondly, Scottish people can't differentiate the fact that Scott is the name. And they're like, oh, that doesn't hit par. I didn't par. get that. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, I but didn't get that either. There, yeah, so yeah. So it's not the Scottish people. It's fucking, yeah. So... So that's, you know, it's people just, say... You're too highbrow for us. Today. Maybe you're that's too what highbrow. it is. Maybe that's what it is. But it was a dead... No, it's a good dead. joke. It's a no, good joke. No, it's not. It's be- it might be better written down. No. <laughs> I just think it might be them. worse written down. <laughs> and it's like, give us your old Gary's Scott with two T's. Yeah. Scott with two T's. Give us your old Scott with two T's in the room. Give us your old Gary's. This is why he does that I know, I know. I could never do stand-up. But I feel like if you don't... <laughs> I think I think if people if people overthink it and I think if people just went out that's why that's why stupid people are really successful uh, in general but I think yeah, um, they just don't overthink just it. don't overthink it being like I'm going to tell you something now hey listen to this I'm going to tell you because I feel like I'm entitled to tell you this yeah. and then people just laugh you know but um, but yeah Edinburgh it's 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 really good fun I'm doing it again doing it again this year um, and it's it's nice kind of camaraderie but I feel like there's also elements like you know I don't think you have to do it you know I don't I don't think um, but I do think getting those reps in is like it's worth the payment because it's no you know bigger kind of boot camp than it is. And also being a comedian is a fucking easy job. So actually having to do something that's difficult comes along very rarely. So you should relish it and you Challenge know do yourself. it. And absolutely, yeah. So I enjoy it. How do you think we encourage more women to get involved in comedy? Because I know that's a big issue in terms of. Mm. Sorry, this is such a serious question, but it just no. came into my head. I want to. Yeah, we want, did not have this written down. <laughs> you're like, I'm loving it. You're like, you're going off script. Um, because, I mean, it is a thing. Like, it's a, it is a male dominated industry, as many tend to Absolutely. be. And it is. there can be an issue in terms of, like, power dynamics with promoters and whatever in certain mm-hmm. venues. And it might put women off getting involved. Like, how do we bring those people in? Because you mentioned Justine Stafford, friend of the mm-hmm. pod, incredibly funny yeah, lady. Very funny. Um, we've seen a load of other people Judy as well. J Judy J Emma Dorn, Judy J is so funny the loves of our life um, yeah Dorn. how do we break those barriers down and just bring people in I think lineups are is a huge issue mm-hmm. in terms of you. they just need to be there the same with everything you just need to book women mm-hmm. and then more women will be like 
hey, she's like me, I can tell jokes. Absolutely. I think there needs to be more spots for women, but I also don't think what's a big mistake, um, and I don't mean this, you know, any kind of disrespect, but when promoters are like, I'm going to book any woman, people, promoters need to actually educate themselves about about who everyone is, because it could be someone who's done two gigs and not booking someone who's done 100 gigs, you know, and then they might think, oh, this person isn't experienced, and they might reinforce the fucking ridiculous ideology that they have in the first place. But I think the biggest issue is actually... Um, so definitely more spots need to be there and there needs to be kind of an equal number of spots. But I also do think that um, people need to dramatically change what they allow themselves to laugh at um, because people get, I think, I was saying this recently, like I, I think I think when a, a male comedian starts, right, they have five minutes, they have a five minute spot and they try and think of the things that they find funny. Bar none, Alison Spittle even told me this when she used to be at uh, the Haypenny Bridge Inn, there'd be an open mic spot, five minutes, and you'd, she would play open mic bingo because all the male comedians would talk about shitting themselves, wanking, um, just fucking bad dates, being lazy, and another wanking joke, right? So all of these, these are parameters that people think, right, what's the first things that I find funny about myself? And a lot of people won't tolerate, there are, won't tolerate a, a woman saying those jokes and they should yeah. because they're fucking funny like, or talking yeah. about periods period. or something talking about periods and that's what pissed me off people are like oh another period joke no that is a beautifully curated different type of period joke <laughs> but you just hear period and your brain shuts down so yeah. fucking the, unfortunately and this is you can't you can't just change the punters like you can't unfortunately but I do think that's the biggest thing that needs to change or ask yourself why did you think for whatever reason, you didn't think it was funny. Why, you know? Yeah. Because a woman can't go out on her early gigs and be like, hey, I'm brash, you need to fucking pay attention. Then I'm like, well, a woman talking to me like this? I'm, a lot of pundits you know, won't tolerate that. Or they're embarrassing or dirty or all these things that are just ripe for the picking for a man to use and will use in their first three years to get better and eventually get these spots. So I think people need to be a lot more kind of tolerable of, of that. And it, it's just so unfortunate that women are held up to such a high standard like you need to fucking blow everyone away on your early gigs um so so i definitely think more more spots and more promoting and you know um you know especially especially the lineups like you know electric picnic um you know yeah because uh, they do the thursday now is an all female you can come down early and it's an all female comedy which lineup, is a bit shit sure. like it Why? is pretty shit. Well, because oh, no sorry, one's there yes. on a Thursday. Yeah, sorry, that they makes give sense. Them the sh- they give them the shit slot. Like. Yeah. It's not a great slot. It's not a great slot. And there wasn't many on the it's last It's a bit slot. tokenistic. It is a bit tokenistic. And I think, I, I reckon that'll be not the last time that does. Hopefully they keep the, 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 the lineup. But I think it'll be the last kind of so male, male heavy. Um, Vodafone comedy uh, in Ivy Gardens is very good. I find that's very equal. Bren, who, from, from Aiken, who books that, I feel gives loads of equal opportunities for there and also people he puts people who have done 100 gigs which people who have done a thousand gigs and because people are so raring for comedy it's such an amazing thing to have someone who's not really done that many gigs get really big laughs and really reinforce them so i find if you look at his bills um that's quite that's quite equal but yeah there just needs to be needs to be way more spots you know Kind of brings me on to another question that I just thought of. Sorry, Bree, she's going to okay. stab me. It's okay. Cool. What would you say? To the, what would you say to the people who argue that comedy is too PC now, other than um, fuck off? Because that's what I'd say to them. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, do you agree? Do you think it is? Do you think people are too careful, or do you think it's a case of we're moving with the times? No, and I think it's changed again. I think um, I I've seen a little bit less. I remember even like three years ago, if you'd say something, people would kind of 
the darker the room, the more people would laugh, and the brighter the room, people wouldn't, and people would kind of like ha and stifle because they wouldn't want to be you know, seen. To they be, don't yeah. want to be seen to be laughing at things, you know. So I think it's just more about kind of keeping up appearances. And again, pundits kind of being like, you know, I, I don't know if I don't know if I I can, I find that funny, but I don't know if I could admit to kind of laughing at that. Um, I do think it just kind of forces you to write better bits I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's gone incredibly PC I don't think there's things you can't say I think it just forces people to write better like I have this I have this analogy right and this is going to be like this fucking Scots joke that I just told you right? <laughs> but I'm ready I kind of view and I'm going to use uh, you know an illustration here right this is an this is an egg right and I feel like an egg, I feel like a joke is like the birth of a the, the kind of the birth of a, of a baby, right? And you got the egg and you have the sperm. Okay. And the sperm is just as many attempts you're shooting at the egg to try and crack it, right? And I feel like on the outer core of the egg is racism, the word fuck, uh, and then on the inner side of that is kind of like mammy jokes and jokes about the immersion. And then further in is a perfectly well-crafted joke that doesn't offend anyone. And it's really how much sperm you're willing to throw at the egg and also how deep the sperm can actually survive once it's kind of pushed <laughs> past. So... That's a weird analogy. But what I mean is, I don't think people are working hard enough. <laughs> Sex education with Tony Hamill. Do you get what I'm saying? I do, yeah, yeah. Right. Because I, I tend to get, even when I'm doing like stuff on my Instagram story, I tend, I would rely a lot on profanity because mm. sometimes I'm just too lazy and sometimes it's funnier to just say, uh, it fuck. is like, you know, I mean, it's it's fine. Like, I mean, it's it's also just what, it depends what you want. It depends what you want it to be. If you're doing that and then you want it to be held to some, you know, whatever. But, you know, you can't get delusioned about it, you know. I find I swear. I was going to say fucking far too much. <laughs> I uh, do as well. And it'll just be like, my, we're doing a show in March. Buy tickets. There's still some left. Um, and my parents are coming and I already know my mom's going to be like, well done. You mm. swore a lot. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Sorry. <laughs> Um, what advice would you have to anyone looking to get into comedy? Um, I would say that it doesn't, that it's not as hard. It's not as hard as you might think. Um, it is very hard, but it's not as hard as, as you might think. And also, um, you have to just, it's, you have to just get up and just keep doing it and look for stage time that isn't like comedy time. Like get up. If there's a, you know, battle of the bands in your school, ask to, you know, ask to host it or college or something like that. Ask to host it or do a bit or something like that in the middle of it. Because you just need to kind of hear the words come out of your mouth in an unfamiliar environment. It can't just be this, you know. And also just practice, like write it out exactly as you want to say it and then practice it 20,000 times until you feel like it's a bit too stiff and then do it. Like, and there's, there's a lot of people who kind of go up and think, right, I'm gonna, I got a funny idea. I got a funny idea. I'm going to wing this one. I said it's, I said it's been made in front of fire there the other day and this is going to, this is going to fucking kill. Uh, and it usually won't because it's a very un, unfamiliar um, situation. Um, but I'd say just, yeah, what, I'd say whatever. And also put the funny bit at the end. Put the funny bit at the end. Leave so, them laughing. Yeah. Well, for, yeah, definitely finish, finish strong. But also, like, if there's a sentence and the funny bit is like, you know, um, you know, dildo was the name of my dog, you know, is not, I think the name of my dog was dildo is funnier than dildo was the name of my dog. Okay. Because then people laugh at the end of it. Yeah. Whatever. Both of those unbelievable jokes, by the way. And you can't have any. <laughs> but the second one, as I'm sure you've heard, is much better than the first one. Um, so yeah, just kind of change the word and put it at the end, I think. I think. That makes sense. I want to talk to you about podcasting. Woo! Because you've been doing the rounds longer than we have, I think. Um, I have, well, I was doing the, my, my Sexy Beasts podcast, yeah. yeah. And then I've my, my new one where I just 
I just talk and lose uh, lose my mind. It's like a therapy session. I might have to ask my boyfriend to stop listening because he won't stop <laughs> quoting things at me. Specifically, um, am I scaring you? Am I blowing your mind? And I'm like, <laughs> and the thing about Tiddles the cat is the funniest. Yeah, yeah. There's this a story that he tells about this cat that he had when he was younger that they used to just abuse, which not yeah. literally abuse, but just, <laughs> take that back. Just hassle the cat. Just hassle the cat. And your mom kept threatening that the cat was going to run away. Yeah. But well, my brother kept putting Tiddles on the tricycle. And he'd be like, Tiddles, you can pedal the, t- pedal the tricycle. And the cat like, yeah! Like, hated it. He was like, pushing this thing. And he would like, scratch my brother. And then he would swing Tiddles around by his tail, unfortunately, oh. as well. Yeah, yeah. So then we came home one day, and then my ma said, Tiddles, Tiddles ran away because you treated him very bad. And we were like, oh, no. And then we found out, like, like two years ago, my ma gave him away. Like, my ma gave him away and let us live with that. The guilt. The guilt. And I didn't do it. It's so Irish, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, the guilt. It was like Tiddles would literally rather run away than be with you. Because you were so cruel to him. Like... Rather live, live feral and likely die within seconds of being out on the street than live with you, you horrible boy. How are you finding that though? Because it is very just, very loose but very fun. A bit like ourselves. Yeah, here how do you, How do you do? You prefer podcasting on your own or with sexy beasts? Or um, I love doing it with Jago, Mark Jago, my my co-host and sexy beasts. Um, I I love it. I do like it. Um, uh, I, I it's just different. I suppose I like having something to bounce off. Yeah, but then. I don't really, I don't like doing my podcast when I'm doing it because I feel like this is going to be the thing that's going to fuck because it just, because no one else has listened to it and I keep correcting myself and I'm like, that's stupid, Tony, you can't say that and I'm leaving all that in and then I just, and then I like, come away from being like, this is shit, my life is shit and then I listen to it the next day and I'm like, ah, oh, it's, pretty, it's pretty good, it's nice that's here. That's awesome. Yeah, we get that a lot as well. Yeah. Like I'm like, the that was terrible, I want to go to the sea and yeah. most of the episodes, and then it'll be two people be like, oh, that was so funny, I'm like, oh, okay. okay yeah, good. yeah we saw that last week, we had no plan going into that last week. And it yeah. was probably one of our funniest ever. Yeah. Oh, I heard the story. Mad, like, I heard the the, the, the Tinder story. story. Oh, don't so don't. I'll start laughing again. I won't it's actually. So be good. Um, you're known for doing some football chants as well. Yes. So I wanted to ask, could you do a football chant for me and Breed respectively? Um, Am I putting you on the spot? Fanula uh, also isn't a great name for chant. Um, I take. So well, we just long said no. to write <laughs> No. Oh, you just no, say no. no yeah, I'm not can... saying no. It's just, well, I'm not saying no. It's just, I. So it's not right now. I, 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 I tell you what I can do. Well, when does this go out? Okay. Tomorrow. It's out I'll... tomorrow, but I have an idea. Do you want to think about it and send us a video and we'll put it on our socials? Um, I, can, I can send you a video or I can send you maybe a voice message. Um, yeah. For when's the edit? The end of the edit? Right now. Today, right. <laughs> it's just because I have to write. Edit is a loose term as well, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll send you something and put it on the social because I uh, the social on the social. <laughs> you know when you start saying something ironically, guys. Have you seen that video on the social? On Greatest social. horseplay of all time. Oh, uh, I'll I'll send you I'll send you one. I might not be able to do because sometimes it's just the name doesn't work. I'm sorry. Sometimes names don't work. Yeah. Fair. Um, but I I spend like I spend three hours doing it and I get four out sometimes. Uh, you know when I do it, so it takes takes a, a long time. Um, what's your surname? Brown. Brown. Okay. Yours will work. I don't think mine will. Your Jones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fanula is going to be a stumbling block, I would imagine. She's Fanula. Fanula Jones. Fanula Jones. Fanula Jones. 
<laughs> it's pretty much the exact same as Mrs. Jones. <laughs> Me and Mrs. Jones. Um, I'll uh, take it. I'll take it. Um, Breed Brown. Yeah. She's Breed Brown <laughs> and she's on Tinder. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love it. That's the only thing you know about me. Yeah. Well, come on. It's off top of the dome. It's not bad. <laughs> no, that's good. I will that's take good. it. We'll, we'll take, take that. Good it's job. It's new theme Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's all these Thanks, audience. Um, you have a show coming up. Tell us about it. I do. Um, it's my Pure Gras tour. Uh, and it's great. I'm going, going to go over loads of different venues, not just Dublin. Um, so... Yeah, so, uh, well, hang on, what, 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 what do you want to know? I want to know where can what people can see people it? expect? What can people expect? How much are tickets? People can expect, right? Yeah. People are, I'm not going to give you motherfuckers a chance to breathe with the laughs <laughs> that are going to come out of this. And it's going to be fast paced. It's going to be like you're scrolling through your soch. It's just going to be boom. I'm, I haven't written all of it yet. Okay. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay. Well, I've written bits. Um, and uh, it'll be a kind of a mix of song and multimedia and slides and true stories that you're not going to believe are real. Um, and... To, uh, maybe even a couple of characters, if oh. uh, maybe. Oh. Yeah, um, and I have some. I have some dates. Do I have dates? Um, will I look? Will I look them up for you? Or yeah, do you have if you them? Could check, if you could check my 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 Instagram, Tony, oh. and then <laughs> and then I can go and plug it there. What's your Instagram? Uh, Tony Har, Tony Har on all the social, um, including TikTok. Oh, which, how um, are you finding TikTok? Oh, uh, I feel. I like feel like you'll kill nonce. on TikTok, but it like is, yeah. <laughs> It is a breeding ground for children, I will say. It's just, I just, I mean, there's so many trends that are to do with arses. And, um, and yeah, yeah. And I don't know why, like, I'm following comedians on it. So I don't know why it's, like, for you. I feel following. like, yeah, no, it's it's an odd one to get that a video that, we're, I feel like sometimes I get it and then other times I don't. Mm. Like, I'll put something up and it dies and I'm like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I get, I, I could go, I could go down the route of, you know, doing some weird fucking... I, some choreographed dance to a thing that's already working or you know that's hey, what I do hey uh, people think I have a nice arse from the front check <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever and then turn around and I'm like I'm not doing that shit the people are going to know that I've seen someone do that and nonce me so I don't want to I don't know I, don't, I, feel too, I feel too old to be on it but I also think it's an incredibly like uh, it's an incredibly dynamic crea- creation tool. yeah like you could create a fucking masterpiece yeah if I was willing to give it the time yeah, you know. I didn't need a green screen. Just have it on TikTok now. It's fine. Yeah, great. Um, Tony Cantwell, Pure Grot Tour. You're after selling out a load of the dates. Sold a few. Um, Cork, February 14th. Cork, February 14th. That's a lovely date idea if people are looking. Yeah. Um, Limerick, February 20th. Rat Oath, March yeah, 14th. That's the one. Dundalk, March mm-hmm. 21st. And Leash, March 28th. You've you sold go. out your Dublin gigs and I your have. Galway gigs. I'm hoping, hoping to do more. Hoping to do another dub, another, another Galway gig. And your Bray and Holt gigs are sold out as well. They, they are. You're doing very well. Well, look, you know, uh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying a new thing where I accept compliments and that was too weird. <laughs> you were physically vomiting that back. You were just like, no. Um, thank you so much for coming yeah. in. We thank you very much. We hugely appreciate it. Thank you. Um, oh, and sorry, can I say my podcast is Tony Cantwell Shit Show. Um, and it's on all the things. But it's actually very good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Not um, shit at all. And you, you stream on YouTube sometimes as well, don't you? I do. I've started doing that as well. Playing, uh, I was playing a goose game I watched, last night. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, Surgeon Simulator. It's all, it's all good fun. What do you play that on? Uh, my PlayStation 4. Oh, and then yeah. I have to put it through a thing. I have a Switch. I was half debating about doing it, but... 
Oh, definitely. You can I love Stardew Valley and just oh, my, yeah. my crops for a therapeutic. Oh, definitely do that. Yeah. And just chat. Yeah. 100% do that. You can just, you get an Elgato HD60 and okay. then you can just plug it into that and into your computer and then you're up and away. There you go. Tony Cowell, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so a much. master of all things. Um, We're on to our mini bandwagons, which is where Breed gives us some cultural touch points that you might want to check out for this week. So yeah. Breed, what have we got? Uh, a new festival announced. Have you heard this? Oh, I actually haven't. By the Coronas. They're oh. putting on their own festival. And I, sorry, I did hear this because Dave Hanrady tweeted something being like they're headlining it themselves. Both the nights. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, they're I mean, I love that. Move. I can't wait till we do that. A power move. But other than that, there are some like really good Irish acts. Amy playing. is playing. I really like her. Our favourite band. Irish. Yes, brother. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> they're gonna hate this John Bro's gonna kick your ass he does not listen uh, to this true, podcast True Tides Gall- Gabriella Applin Tom Walker Hudson Gabriella Applin's playing it yeah she's, oh, she's going she's, out with Hudson I was Taylor. just gonna say Lyra Somebody's Child it's on Friday my birthday 31st who's July who's child um, not mine <laughs> that was a bad joke I'm sorry um, Friday 31st of July Saturday 1st of August in Kilroderie so that'll be nice how much are tickets don't know <laughs> <laughs> thanks I screenshot it I can't scroll down <laughs> It's there if you want it. Um, on the Great. Um, Wait, what's next, Reid? Have you watched Goop Lab? No, fuck when it's Paltrow. Neither have I. <laughs> this is no, great. I've yeah. heard, but I've heard The Guardian gave it a terrible re- review, but Friend of the Pod Crossy loved it. Yeah, so. no, you'd really want to hate it looking at the trailer, but I think it actually might be interesting. She does a lot I of just, like, really out there stuff to her body. I would watch it as entertainment though as opposed to like this is science and oh, yeah, you no. should also stick to it. She's doing things to her. herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she's putting stuff up her and... and <laughs> <laughs> up her and her and... Sound like Shano's there. I was gonna... I can't remember specifics but uh, yeah, it's interesting. There's more than just her as well. There's a whole team of them in the Goop Lab. And that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. Um, <laughs> and I, does, it, does, her, does her candle actually smell... Like a like a vagina, or is have that? Have we found that out? I, I feel like was that was just a funny, r- funny brand. I think it was a marketing thing, to be honest. I if anyone, would you buy it? No. What's, what's, your, what's your go-to to do candle? For you? Smell like Fanny. And then what does that do? Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, yeah. If anyone has bought the candle, Sweet email us. Fanagspodcast@gmail.com. <laughs> Send us some free ones. Um, my hair thing. Badger hair. What? I was. I don't know why I wrote this. <laughs> Do you know um, this new hairstyle that I really wanted to get, but you talked me out of it? Oh, where it's two white stripes at the front. Two white stripes at okay. the front. Everyone has it these days. I don't think people should refer to it as badger hair. I just made that up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Fair. Okay, no, cool. Do you, know, do you think it's cool? I do think it's cool, yeah. I don't think you should get it, but. Interesting. <laughs> when you said it, you know what it reminded me of? Do you know when like the emos used to have like the kind of the raccoon tail? Mm things and in their hair do you know what i'm talking about no do you know like oh, i need to look this up now but very on brand seeing as my chemical romance just announced the show as well yeah claimantum emo raccoon <laughs> hair raccoon. do you know when they used to like this it's going shit, on socials like, oh yeah yeah yeah. Might do you know like mm. they, they'd be just mad like what's going on there I like for a little bit i really you? just i had one you have red. the length that it could work like. yeah i had one little red red Little red riding strip. A little <laughs> that's a different uh, story, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> that's okay, all, that's so, all I have. So, so bad. So bad you're here. Everyone's doing it. They <laughs> <laughs> don't know what it's called Everyone yet. Everyone is doing it. Everyone is doing it, but I don't think they're going into the hair. I think asking it's for so But they cool. might now. Maybe. Right. Maybe. What would you call it then? 
I don't know. Two I'm, white strips in the front. I'm glad you gave it a name. You want to be bon has a Claire Saffet. Claire Saffet. She does. Oh my god, totally kicked it off. I said this. She has. She just has one up. Um, she's do, redoing Ben and Jerry's. I saw that today. Oh, I can't wait to watch mm, that. Watch Jelly Bean so yesterday. That is awesome. It's Jelly Bean good. Bandwagon. Jelly Bean's good. It's very good. She's the most despair I've ever seen her. Which yeah. Is brilliant. Do you love it? Sometimes it makes me a bit sad. No, I love it. And I love <laughs> no, because I love when they cut it because obviously it's fucking nothing. She's trying to make a jelly bean, you know? It's not the Fair, end of the world. Yeah. And then she comes back in big red. I actually found it very inspiring, this episode. Oh, there you go. Mm. Maybe we all should watch it and we'll all feel inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thanks again to our guest, Tony Cantwell. Thank you very much. Thanks, um, We are going now and we are on social media. If you want to continue to follow us and follow the journey, we are Bandwagon's Podcast everywhere. We are also on Patreon if you'd like to support us. Yep. That would be really nice. Brie did her first tarot <laughs> reading for patrons. <sighs> yeah. For close friends on Insta. I think someone, it went very well. Someone literally asked me what's going to be the best gig of 2020 <laughs> in a tarot reading. It's like, there's actually not a card for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can tell you if you should quit your job, like, but I can't tell you that. I think the tarot card said um, the best gig of the year. Imagine, well, Corona. Pure, pure oh, wow. um, And I will have a playlist free at some stage at the end of the month and as always you'll get your bonus episode off the wagon where we get pished and the next one will feature good friend of the pod Brendan Fox Brendan Fox our taxi driver the best taxi driver in Ireland yeah so that's fine, a legitimate to get claim. that when it drops yeah um, thanks so much again I've been Fanula I've been Breed and um, he's been rate, Tony rate and review Tony. he has been Tony yeah um, Shane's been our producer thanks to Collaborative Studios oh, which yeah. we Fuck never say time. I'm really sorry um, yeah see you next week bye Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.